Friday, February 25, the 56th day of 2022. There are 309 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. And we'll have a special guest, Ellie Cox, is here, and she will tell us about the March of Kindness. What is it? We'll tell you all about it. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's B. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. You are glad it's Friday. Glad it's Friday. Yeah, uh, hopefully uh, we've got big weekend plans and should be a lot going on. So looking mm-hmm. forward to it. Um, you're you're not religious about eating breakfast. No, but. From time to time, you do. You say, hey, I'm going to have breakfast today. I'm going to be better. What is your favorite breakfast food? Like when you think of breakfast, is there a food you immediately think of? Well, yeah. It's going to be my mom's biscuit and gravy. Okay. Biscuit and gravy is the thing that comes to mind. So according to a new survey, when people think of breakfast, they think of eggs first, followed by sausage. Then they think of toast, then pancakes, then bacon, then cereal, then fresh fruit, then oatmeal, then home fries, and then donuts. So... Mine wasn't even on the list. Well, I mean, you had some, yeah, not biscuits and uh, gravy. Sausage gravy, maybe that counts. But the (laughs) odd thing about it is eggs are such a popular item. I don't know why we keep them relegated over to the breakfast menu. Like, why why can't eggs come over on the lunch and dinner menu more? It doesn't really make uh, much sense because, you know, eggs, the incredible edible egg is what uh, I grew up learning about. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio News Hawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe, London, Moscow, Paris, and even Morgantown. He's Sam Gormley, and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. Are you ready to call the 12th District Championship game tonight? Yeah, it's. Uh, I've called one every year that I've been here. So it's, they've been rolling. Okay. I'm, take, that's a I'm good sign. fully You're, taking all the credit for it, right? I don't mind a bit. <laughs> do it, do it, do it. You won't find me arguing with you. Uh, one point of order. Do I need to substitute? Do I need to swap out Moscow from your intro? Like a, we're poo-poo on Russia. Are we out with Russia? Point. We need to substitute something something better. I think we need a, I need, you need a good long name or something. Hmm. Like Aberdeen? I, no, no, no. <laughs> no. I, I don't know that Butler County needs to be in the... Uh, <laughs> Doesn't need to be more? 
I got I it. I understand yeah. what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Hey, it's going to be a cold day ahead with a few snow flurries. Uh, I was kind of odd this morning. I got out of the truck and like, hey, there's a, a snow flurry around or two. Um, so don't be surprised by that. Going to be a colder day tomorrow. Not particularly warm. Looks like we might get into the mid-40s. But between now and then, uh, cloudy, flurry, snow showers today. Uh, I mean, more on the flurry side today. And a high of 38. Mostly cloudy, 27 tonight. Partly cloudy, 46 for tomorrow. But then that sets into motion a uh, a trend. And really, you got to work until you got to go until next Saturday before you start to think about any significant chances of precipitation. And even then, that will come with a near six, a near 70 degree temperature next Saturday if this pattern holds. But also, again, a reminder on Wednesday will be the Kentucky tornado drill, and it will be almost exactly this time. So uh, we'll be three minutes after it on Wednesday this time. So if, if you're with us live, that is. So we'll be testing the storm sirens and Trying to prepare for all the things that uh, I'm loving the, uh, the steady in the increase there in temperatures. This looks good. If we can, we'll spend a week in the 50s. It looks like, and then we might start a trend of being in the 60s. And so, and then can we just uh, jump into the 70s and stay there? It will be okay with me, but uh, I'm not the one who makes those type of decisions. That's above my pay grade. President Biden, um, in a speech to the nation yesterday, and the media, um, he had the the media gathered at the White House yesterday. And, gave a speech and hit Russia with additional uh, sanctions, introduced uh, shift troops to Germany, uh, more American soldiers being deployed into the Europe theater, but to backstop NATO troops. Um, this will be one of the first times, uh, you know, during, it was during the Trump administration that uh, the, 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 the Trump administration sort of forced NATO, the other countries of NATO, to stop relying so much upon the United States to carry water for NATO and, and making sure that they they bought in and they were doing their portion as well and let us, instead of letting Americans pay the freight. So it will be interesting to see what type of um what type of contingent, what type of force, what type of uh if there are any type of um shortcomings with NATO when all of a sudden we're not the ones uh, necessarily in the driver's seat. So it'll be interesting to see what NATO's response will be in Europe to this idea. Um, there's just It's been interesting for me to, f- to see in the last 24 hours all the various names that Vladimir Putin has been called, um, the least of which would be bully and uh, unprovoked and et cetera, et cetera. So, and then you get varying differences from people on how many sanctions you should uh, fire at Russia all at one point in time. By the way, the sanctions that are being, um, the sanctions that have been levied so far have primarily been against Russia and not so much against Putin. It will be interesting to see when do the, when do the sanctions against Putin start because of this unprovoked act and what will have to happen in order to slow him down in his move into Ukraine and beyond. Uh, Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell expressed support yesterday for Biden's latest moves, but he also urged Biden to apply maximum pressure on Putin. McConnell said the top four congressional leaders in the House and Senate received a classified briefing from the president late yesterday. He said, we're all together at this point and we need to be together about what should be done. Very complex issue. Um, that we're going to, this is this is not going to play out in just a matter of days. This is going to be a, a month's and could turn into a year's issue. But I go back to, and again, I'm not trying to really look back into the Trump administration, but but the Trump administration spent four years telling Americans we need to bring more of our products and services back home 
from China because if you look at a lot of the things that are in, just reach out and touch something right now, if you dig hard enough, it will have been made or produced in China. And the dangers of that are is that if China is controlling the economic fate of our country, when we get into skirmishes on the global scale, then what does that do to us as a country and the things that, you know, the we've already got supply line issues. Imagine it becoming even uh, even worse if it really escalates into a world war, especially when China is looking to prop up the uh, the uh, prop up Russia economically as long as it can. So it's a very it is a complicated riddle that is going to be difficult to solve in the coming days, weeks, months and even potentially years. Governor Bashir uh, said yesterday in a video um, to the people of Kentucky, he responded to the Russia uh, invasion of Ukraine. He said that it is time for unity as we face enemies overseas and that Kentuckians will likely suffer repercussions from the invasion in the form of higher gas prices. But that is the cost to help stop the aggression of uh, Putin. Uh, you know, I was thinking this morning, gasoline price is already high. If three years ago you told us gasoline prices were going to get super high, we would have panicked a little bit more because uh, we had not gone through a season where we didn't travel as much or we had to come up with creative ways to not leave home or to not travel. You know, we, we, we're, we're doing more things uh, remotely now. We're able to be productive so that now when, because of our infrastructure, if fuel prices get just super high, a lot of people can say, well, I don't have to make that extra trip that I was planning to make, or I'll consolidate trips instead of, so you, but it would have been much more disruptive to us three years ago because we weren't quite equipped as a people to adapt and be resilient. So slightly different changes than maybe what we did a few years ago. Uh, update on a story. Uh, KSP have now identified a suspect in the killing of uh, Jordan Morgan in uh, Richmond in the uh, in her home and the home of uh, former legislator C. Wesley Morgan. We've been telling you about this uh, several days this week, and they have identified a 23-year-old Shannon Gilday of Taylor Mill, Kenton County, northern Kentucky, who is now wanted for murdering 32-year-old Jordan Morgan of Richmond. The ongoing investigation alleges Gilday forced his way into the home at approximately 4 a.m., armed with a rifle. Once inside, he fatally shot Morgan while she was in bed. So I don't believe she was the target. I believe the home was the target. Um, I think I thought they said that she was the target. I don't know. I had not late, I know. late I yesterday. Know. I heard uh, KNN had a report yesterday uh, out of Louisville that sounded like that she she was in bed and that maybe she wasn't targeted. Except she did practice law in Northern Kentucky, mm -hmm. and that there could have been a connection there. So again, uh, um, still, it's a, it's a terrible, weird story. It is. I'm trying to find that because I mean Taylor Mill. That's that's I mean. Taylor Mill to Richmond is not, I mean, that's an hour and 25 minutes away from one another. That's right. Um, but I still, you know, a home that Brad, well, the home is listed for sale. And so you can go online right now and you can see various photos bomb shelter. about anything that you want to know about that home. And it, it, it does present a thought in the back of your mind, like, okay, well, if I put my home for sale online, I am sort of telegraphing a whole lot of information to people that could potentially use it for 
um, for nefarious purposes. Uh, and so, I mean, that doesn't mean you can't do it, but it is worth considering and going, well, you might want to be careful about how much information that you put on there. Um, because then you're just kind of advertising, Hey, here's how you navigate our home. If you want to do some type of home invasion. Sad news out of Butler County. The body of a Butler County man missing since early January has been found. The body of 54-year-old Dana Cardwell was found on Monday in a pond on Big Oak Lane, about three miles north of Morgantown off Highway 70. He was last seen at his home on McKendry Chapel Road on January 2nd. Butler County Sheriff's Office said that an autopsy was conducted at the State Medical Examiner's Office on Tuesday with the preliminary autopsy results indicating that Cardwell died of hypothermia. That's terrible. That is sad. Uh, Tragic yesterday. We didn't really have any road conditions problems yesterday. Uh, Schools did take a two-hour delay just to be super cautious about getting everybody to school and to work where they needed yesterday. But ice on a bridge in western Kentucky caused multiple collisions and even left a toddler dead, closed the interstate for hours uh, yesterday. Seven collisions involving 12 tractor trailers and six passenger cars were reported beginning late Wednesday on I-24 in Marshall County due to ice on the Tennessee River Bridge. So sad. So sad. Complete Sounds, tragedy. I mean, it, the one that we had here in the, on the parkway a couple of months, a couple of weeks mm. ago. Yeah, absolutely. It uh, luckily wasn't that bad. Terrible. The Kentucky Senate passed a bill yesterday aimed at incorporating a series of historical documents and speeches into the classroom work of Kentucky students, which is a response to the national debate over critical race theory. The Republican-backed measure delving into civics instruction sparked a long debate before clearing the chamber on a 28-8 vote, which sent the proposal to the House. Senate supporters said the two dozen historical documents and speeches listed in the measure would offer a strong foundation for social studies uh, work by middle and high school students. Democrats opposed the bill and their objection included concerns that it amounts to a state overreach into curriculum decisions that they said should be left up to local school districts. The legislation allows teachers to conduct lessons on historical events while requiring that lessons remain consistent with a set of American principles. The debate in the legislature over this yesterday was interesting. Uh, it was it was well debated on both sides. Max Wise made a tremendous faux pas when he was presenting his uh, remarks is that he inverted two words that completely changed what he was trying to say by 180 degrees. He said, the, uh, and I'll paraphrase, he said the equivalent of this. What he said was that we need to teach people what to think instead of teach people how to think. And if you were listening to his argument, you would know that those two things were inverted. He intended to say we need to teach people how to think, not what to think, and he got it backward. But the problem is Twitter is sort of forever, so that once you've got the soundbite of that being said, then people are going to use that, and they're going to think that's indeed what you said instead of what you intended to say. So it's a, uh, you know, it's a slippery slope on that, and, and it's, a, it's hard to undo that. But I'll also give some credit to some of the same people that were tweeting what he actually said were willing to then also tweet the correction that said, you know, I didn't follow my my notes on that and I make mistakes just like every other public speaker. And we certainly all do. Uh, 
I don't know a lot about this issue, and I've not done a deep dive on CRT. I, I understand what it is. I understand the concerns, and then I believe I'm open-minded enough to understand uh, the other side of it on making sure that I, I, won't, I think we should have access to all things. But the, here, here's what I've observed about our educational system over the last uh, you know, 30 years it, is that it seems to, especially at the collegiate level, it just seems to lean so far left of center that you're finding legislators trying to pull it back the other way. And they may pull too far the other direction, but they just need to get it back to the center, you know, and, and educators also need to come into it with a centrist attitude is show, show young people and show students both sides of an issue rather than a narrative that you might want, you know, that you might want to fit. Sam, did you have conservative professors or educators? The vast majority of mine were conservatives. They were. See, and that's the thing. I hear that all the time. And I know Misty and I would even talk about this sometimes as I said, I never experienced the so-called like like that like you had mentioned there is for the most part, it was if anything, I thought my professors did a really good job in going down the line and going down the center and just saying pretty much here are the facts and, and here's what it is. I, I never experienced anything like that. And I think that I, this kind of concerns me a little bit because I, I don't think, and it's even like with the, with Common Core, and one of my issues with it is I don't like legislatures teaching teachers how to teach. Yeah, I can is see in that. a lot of ways, teachers, they're really good teachers, you know, and, and, and there are probably some teachers that need that. They need those guidelines, but then there are so many that this is holding back. And I mean, yeah. if I was the czar of education, I'd be, I'd be making lots of changes, you know, I, but I don't need to go into all of those. But I think you need to let these teachers teach the kids. It's like a lot of things. There's some really good ones, and there are also some really bad ones. And you just like hope any that profession. You get some, that's right. Like that any you hope profession, that you get some. And I mean, I had some, some phenomenal ones. teachers that I think would have been even better for me if they wouldn't have had to follow these strict guidelines of, oh, we got to know how many degrees are in a, you know, a, yeah. And do does every lesson plan have to be approved in advance? You're like I don't know. That's an additional additional layer of confusion. But leave I was it to the principals. I was curious. The bill calls for two dozen fundamental American documents and speeches, and so um, and and even that, it's like, you know, do we really need to read the Emancipation Proclamation? Like, well, is that really going to help us that much? I settle for old fashioned civics lesson. Like, just a course on civics would be uh, nice. This, and I'd love you know information on how to do your taxes, the Mayflower, you know, how to pay bills. the Mayflower Compact, the Declaration of Independence, the U.S. Constitution, the Monroe Doctrine, also speeches by Lincoln, uh, MLK, Reagan. And, you know, but where do you draw the line? You know, that's why you say, okay, well, then that one leads you to another and another and another. Some of those I didn't even learn about. Like, I I don't know that I could name you one thing about the Monroe Doctrine. Okay. You thought the Mayflower Compact was about a moving company? Is it not? (laughs) (laughs) Well, then I've given you a little homework on what you can can do. I think, I don't know. Uh, legislature's been busy. Uh, there's some other things they've done you can find out about online. Uh, Sam 12th District Boys Championship game tonight. Uh, what are the particulars? you got a rematch between Grayson County, Whitesville, neutral floor. Correct. As Cougars looking for district title number 22, Whitesville Trinity is looking for their first district title since 2004. They've only won four in their history, so they're looking for number five tonight. They played twice this season. Whitesville Trinity won both games, but those two games were by a combined four points. So it was two really close games. And as they say, you know, the old basketball saying, you can never beat a team three times, right? Mm, I don't know that I believe that, but it'll be a good game. And and hopefully the the streaming 
overlords are, are yes, kind to us tonight. Coverage starts at? 640. All right, 640 across all of our platforms. That's where you can find it. Got to get to a break. We're going to tell you about March of Kindness coming up here on In the Note. Let's all eat right day today, so only vegetables and things good for you. It's also quiet day today, and it's the international day to stand up to bullying. So a couple of good things to pass along to you today. It's also the day we say good morning and welcome to Miss Ellie Cox. She is a student at Wilkie Elementary School. She's over there in chair number three. Good morning, Ellie. Welcome. Good morning. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Um, before we go any further, I need to know, who did you bring with you today? Is this your bodyguard? My dad. Your dad. Okay. Good to see Adam uh, back in the back in the studio. So, I, Ellie, I have learned um, a little bit about a project that you've got going on or you're helping to organize, and I want to ask you about that. But before I do, tell me a little bit about um, you're a student at Wilkie. What grade are you in? Who's your, Who are your teachers? I'm in fourth grade, and my teacher is Miss Liz Basham, and I have a student teacher, Miss McKenzie. Okay, very good. Are you involved in any particular clubs or anything outside the classroom? Student council. All right, the student council. Now, I learned from your, I believe your Aunt Amanda a couple of weeks ago that you have a, a, you and I guess maybe your student council colleagues are organizing an event, and the title jumped off the page to me. And because it was called a March of Kindness, and I thought, I love play on words. We're getting ready to head into a new month of March. Tell me, what is the March of Kindness? Um, it's uh, you do something kind every day of March, and for every day there's something new. Like one of my favorites is you write um, something kind on a piece of paper and leave it for somebody to find. Hmm, that one stood out to me as well when I was reading the list of all the all the possibilities. Um, how did it how did it come about? What were the origins of it? Uh, how, how did you all decide to do this? Uh, we were thinking of something that we could do with the community and the other schools, and we were just thinking of something kind, so we thought of March of Kindness. I, I love the play on words. I love, you know, but, but point of order, do we have to march around during March? Do we have to, uh, like, Toy Story or, or Toy Soldiers or marching band, or do we actually have to physically march, or is it more of a metaphorical march? Uh, I don't think you actually have to march. But I can if I want to? Yes. Okay, very good. Uh, did did you develop the list of the items? Uh, no. we. Uh, I needed some help, so my class did it with me. I bet that was a fun experience because anytime you collaborate with a group of people, you've got really good ideas, and then maybe you got some that aren't so great, but they're not bad ideas. But I guess going through all the possibilities was a neat experience. Yeah, and um, I definitely could not think of all those myself. Yeah, well, it's good to have help, good to have friends, and that's kindness in itself, in being kind to one another and appreciating their ideas. Was there, and you don't have to say who, who brought it up, but were there any funny ideas that didn't make? the list that were memorable to you um well my teacher was doing it but there was some funny ones i don't know if she added them or not but <laughs> uh well i could you know sometimes i have two younger sisters and sometimes i did some sneaky things to them or i might play pranks or and they weren't particularly kind but 
they made other people laugh, and sometimes that's a way. That's a, that's kind of kindness. Do you do you ever do anything silly to your to your sister that you know you, makes other people laugh, and you think, oh, I'm being kind. Uh, yeah, I probably do. <laughs> probably do. Well, you're just being a sister by doing that. Okay, I want to go through the list with you. Let's start on March 1st. That's going to be on Tuesday. And that's smile at everyone that you see today on Tuesday. So are you like, do we need to practice our smile and get ready for that? All right. So I have to ask you, what happens, Ellie, if I smile at someone and they don't smile back? Do I just keep going or do I do I flatten my smile or what do I do? Um, maybe you can keep smiling okay, just, and just make keep, them happy. All right, just keep smiling. If you do it enough, they'll have to smile back. Uh, Wednesday is tell someone you are proud of them day. Okay, that seems pretty simple and straightforward. Have you thought ahead on do you already know who you're going to tell that you're proud of them or are you still going to decide that morning? Um, I'm probably going to decide that morning. Okay, that's good. Thursday, the 3rd, is write a thank you note to someone. On Friday, the 4th, is make a new friend. On Monday, the 7th, is teach someone a new skill. Do you have some idea on what you're going to do, or on the skill that you're going to teach someone? This is a challenge for me. I don't know how I'm going to do that one. Well, I play basketball, so maybe I teach them how to dribble basketball. Okay, yeah, that's a very good idea. That's good. Uh, give a high five to a stranger on Tuesday, March 8th. Just one, or is this like the smile? We have to do it with everyone all day. Um, You can do it with everyone, or you don't have to. Okay, so you can do one, or you can do many. Are low fives permitted? Um, Sure. Okay. Uh, how about on the sides or in the hole? Like, are those permitted, or do they technically have to be high fives? You can do whatever you want. I like this. I, I It fits my lifestyle and however I want to do it. All right. Uh, on the ninth is tell a joke and make someone laugh day. Now, I kind of hung up on this one because I need a ruling from you. Are dad jokes permitted? Uh, sure. Does your dad ever tell jokes, uh, tell a dad joke that isn't funny? Probably. All right. So then on the ninth, if he tells a dad joke that isn't really funny, are you obligated to laugh in order to make him feel better so to be kind? Uh, yes. Okay. I just needed an official ruling from you on that. On the 10th, it's give someone a compliment. 11th is hold the door for someone. The 14th is pick up litter. I love that one. Uh, be kind to yourself on Tuesday, March 15th. Be kind to yourself. Is that like, uh, is that like a me day? Is that a trip to the spa? Is that self help? What do you What do you think? Be kind to yourself might include probably all of those, but you can do whatever like you like, and that makes you feel good. Perfect. The sixteenth is create a card for the nursing home. It's call the seventeenth is call someone who has made an impact. In your life. I got to tell you, when I saw this one, I immediately started running through. When you're old like me, you've had 50 years of people who are making an impact. And I started thinking, goodness, who would I choose? And then it thought I might spend all day on the phone talking to people who had an impact on my life. Uh, lend someone a hand on the 18th. Reach out to someone you know is hurting on the 21st. I thought that was a, a nice touch. The 22nd is pay it forward day. The possibilities of that are endless, but 
You know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see at McDonald's on that day because I have breakfast at McDonald's. And on the 22nd, I'd just like to see everybody in the line just pay for the one behind them and just keep it going all day to see how long we could do that. How, how many cars do you think would do that, Ellie? Um, I hope everybody. Yeah. 400? Maybe not that much. <laughs> the 23rd is thank someone in the military for their service. Brilliant. Tell someone how nice they look today. On the 25th, give someone a sweet treat. The 28th is leave a happy note in a random place for someone to find. I like that one. Have you decided where you're going to leave your note? Um, I'll probably just see where everybody goes. I see. Maybe yeah. in the hallway. Oh, the hallway is a good. Have you ever been out hunting the rocks? You know, the, how the people are planting the rocks in various parks and then they find them and then you paint other rocks and leave them. Are you familiar with that hobby? Oh, uh, well, I remember one time we were on a trail. We were at like a pumpkin patch and I saw all these painted rocks and they were like telling you where to go. Ah, yeah. All right. Painting rocks can be fun. Call someone you haven't talked to in a while on the 29th. The 30th is donate clothes, toys, or books to a shelter or church. And then on the 31st, it's donate a canned good for the food pantry. We love our friends across the street at Grayson County Alliance. So that's a great way to, uh, great way to button up a march of kindness. So, um, is there a day that you're looking forward to? So you said leave a note for someone. That's the one you're excited about. What are some of the other ones you're excited about? Um, I'm excited about the food pantry one to see how many our school and the community can get. I understand that the student council at Wilkie is maybe the onboarding or the genesis of this, but it's branched out to the other elementary schools. Are other schools participating? Yes, and the community. All right. Well, I know that I have already set forth in motion trying to figure out a way that I can uh, participate in all of these days. I really appreciate you uh, coming to see us today and tell us about the, the March of Kindness, and we wish you the very best of luck with your endeavors, okay? Okay. All right, that's Ellie Cox. Thank you so much, Ellie. Thanks to Ellie's dad for bringing her in as well. And let's say good morning and hey to everybody at Wilkie Elementary School. We'll be talking more throughout March about the March of Kindness. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. There's more on the way here on In the Know. When I was a little You know, so you know when you talk about your your kids, like you have sons and daughters, you collectively refer to them as your kids, or your children, or your your group. So I didn't know until today there is a general neutral neutral word for nieces and nephews when you need to talk about your nieces and nephews collectively, and that's nibbling, n i b l i n g. When you need to refer to your nieces and nephews as a group. Nibbling. I don't know that I like that. I didn't say you had to like it. I'm saying that's the way that... Uh, that's I don't the know way that, that I would ever use that. Are you buying gifts for your nibblings? Sounds, sounds, <laughs> sounds weird. <laughs> but, but to say nieces and nephews is a lot, you know, that's a lot... Takes a lot more time to say. Than those kids, nibblings. you're gonna buy them for those kids, <laughs> yeah. or my my brother or sister's kids. See, mm -hmm. that takes longer. Mm -hmm. It can be succinct. Siblings' say, kids. There you go. Yeah, my s siblings' nibblings. Ah, I got it. Siblings, nieces and nephews nibbling. Now I got it. Are you all ready for a, a march of kindness? 
I am. I uh, was, yes. Well, I, I liked that my birthday's the 25th, and that's bring somebody a sweet treat day. I was like, that's good. <laughs> birthday cake, <laughs> problem, in, problem yeah. solved. And good, I can check you off my list. All I need to do is buy you a uh, hot apple, a warm apple pie, and we'll have it uh, We'll have it solved. But, you know, I, I, in all seriousness, when I went through this list, I started thinking, okay, well, what how, what, what can I do with that one? And, and how there are so many ways, so many creative things. And so um, what we're going to do is I think we're going to make a post every day during these months on our Facebook page. And then I think it'll also get uh, extended over to Twitter. And what I would like to do is I'd like for you to find that post and then just share your picture or share your how you're participating, um, whether you're a student, whether you're an adult, well, no matter what it is. And so we we want to see how your march of kindness is going. So find our daily post and uh, and contribute and collaborate so we can see how it's going and what you're doing. Wasn't Ellie great? Yeah, she did a really good job. Yeah, so she's a natural in air. Thrilled that, uh, thrilled that she came over. Thrilled that she was permitted to leave class long enough to come over, <laughs> and because it's a it's a school day for for her. Um, the weekend movie premieres. I had I first read this title, and then I only later learned this morning that there's the there's a Foo Fighters connection. Studio six 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 completely repulsed me by title. And then even if the if the title didn't repulse me, the fact that it's an R-rated horror comedy was like, eh, this doesn't appeal to me. But the Foo Fighters, oops, I said the, it's like the yeah, Ukraine. It's just, just Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters move into an Encino mansion steeped in grisly rock history to record their much-anticipated 10th album. So is this a movie or is this a documentary? So is Dave Grohl in it? He is. Real, yeah. Oh, so it's like a, interesting. Yeah, it's really, it's Dave Grohl, Whitney Cummings, and Will Forte. So yep. it has real Foo Fighters, but it has real actors and actresses. Do you ever realize how much he looks like the drummer from Nirvana? <laughs> a spitting image. Yeah, I, mean, it's crazy I can't believe that you I know mean, that. I mean, uh, I, I mean I, that's more of my music taste there, you know. Also rock. new in the theater today is Cyrano. So Peter Dinklage plays okay. the Cyrano de Bergerac uh, character. Which is a really interesting story. Um, you, for those of you too young to know, the Steve Martin movie Roxanne. I know the song where he has the nose that is a foot long. Is is an modern adaptation to the Cyrano de Bergerac story, and so if you've ever seen Roxanne, you kind of know the premise of Cyrano de Bergerac, which is an interesting, interesting kind of. Story about the human animal, the human condition. And then also new in the theater is The Desperate Hour, PG-13 mystery drama in limited release. Limited release means probably nowhere near you. So, anyway. Anybody in that? Um, Naomi Watts. I know that name. Colton Gabo. Nope. G-O-B-B-O. Miss Buckles, would it surprise you to learn that you've seen more episodes of Grey's Anatomy than Ellen Pompeo has? Um, well, I've seen them all, so despite I don't, I don't know what she's seen. Despite but. spending over 15 years starring as the beloved Dr. Meredith Grey, Ellen Pompeo admits she's barely watched her hit medical drama Grey's Anatomy. I don't think actresses or actors necessarily watch their own shows um i don't go back and watch ours 
because I lived it and I did mm-hmm. it. And I also just need to move on and do other things. So I kind of get that. I guess if I were a movie actor, I would probably be more inclined to see my movies because they're shot over a long period of time and then they get edited and composed and then they get presented on the big screen and there they are. But television, like an episodic TV show, I probably wouldn't because I, I lived it. I and did it. she doesn't. Yeah. I mean, and I can't blame her. I did read that, uh, read that thieves stole 200 antique props from the set of The Crown. Thieves in the UK stole more than 200 antique props at a value of $200,000. I'm surprised that they were actually using antique props. I'm surprised that they didn't just make them out of yeah. plastic or something that's not worth anything that makes it look like it is. What I'm most curious about is, is this holding up production of the crown? Because mm-hmm. I need I, I, I need them to go ahead. and. Uh, you missed yesterday, Beach, that um, Ozark Season 4 Part 2... April 29th. I cannot is wait. Is when it drops. So the second. And I also started talking like Ruth whenever I have to talk about Ozark. I say, Marty, Marty, and what? <laughs> what? Uh, didn't we know it's only a matter of time before there was a Kanye Pete Davidson dust up? is one of those things that I, I don't even know how to react to. So no Pete, strong opinion. Pete Davidson had been taking what I would what appeared to be the high road to this point that Kanye was throwing making comments about Kim and about Pete and all that stuff and and Pete Davidson reportedly was just taking the high road approach. And then finally I think yesterday Pete did something and said something that people perceived was a shot back across the bow. But then now Kanye is bragging about scaring Pete Davidson off Instagram. And he said, and I do like this little pet name. So he decided to call him Scared Pete. So he's taken to just calling him Skeet. <laughs> that sounds like a Trumpism. <laughs> it does sound like a, it does. <laughs> Sleepy Joe. <laughs> Scared Pete. Skeet. Does that mean Sleepy Joe just slow then? If you're in Sleepy Pete, is Skeet. A new Weird Al Yankovic pinball game is en route. If you're still playing pinball, Multimorphic is behind the Weird Al pinball game, which carries the title Weird Al's Museum of Natural Hilarity. Um, so... <laughs> I can't even. If you're watching, okay, this image is funny to me because what this, it looks like, if you just glance, it looks like Weird Al is tiny standing next to this gigantic pinball machine. (laughs) But come to find out, they've just put a little photo caption Mm -hmm. into the photo to, uh, to create context between the machine and Weird Al. But you see how it looks? He looks teeny tiny. But it reminds me, and if you're my age, you might you may remember at the old Bowling Green Mall, not not Greenwood Mall, the yeah, old yeah, mall, the one where WKU's running it. Now. Yes, okay. yes, yes, the old mall. They Even used to I'm have this old. gigantic pinball machine. Like it was, it it was seemingly as wide as this counter, and it was tall, and it. But it made me wonder. Was it really that big or was I just small? Mm-hmm. It's like when I go into a first grade hallway now and see the desks and I think, 
I could put those in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Or the lunchroom at Caneyville was super small when I always thought it was big. Walking through the hallways of elementary schools. Yeah, so right. maybe someone who was an adult during that time can tell me, was the pinball machine at the old Bowling Green Mall really that big, or was it just my perception of it being big because I don't actually you got some Bowling know, Green connections. I'm sure somebody can. Oh, uh, yes. But, but my problem is most of them are similar to my age. I need somebody, <laughs> I need somebody that's older that can actually mm-hmm. tell me. And then I was saddened to hear the passing of Sally Kellerman. The Oscar-nominated actress has gone on in at age 84. You say, who is Sally Kellerman? Well, she's been in a lot of things, but the thing I know her for is she was the original Hot Lips Houlihan on MASH, the movie. So she played, right, uh, Loretta Swit played the character in the TV show. Sally Kellerman played Hot Lips Houlihan on the movie MASH. So gone on in. Rest in peace, Sally Kellerman. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. We'll finish it up for the week here on In the Know. MB's point to ponder for today. So when you get disconnected from a call, who is responsible for the redial? The caller or the called? Caller. Uh, Yeah, I would agree with that. Even if it's the called whose phone drops? Well, it's kind of hard to tell who does. Well, but... Yes and no. If I both parties know they could be in an area where they mm-hmm. have limited signal, so they might be the offending party that got dropped. <laughs> so in the old days when both parties were on a landline and the rare occasion that a call got disconnected, then yes, I agree with you wholeheartedly that the initiator of the call but then should if you know the party who is responsible for the call getting dropped is because you're you know stuck in a well then maybe the person that you're calling is set in maybe the butler county gym right and, exactly okay i see what you're saying so but then my question then is, is this so if sometimes you can't be patient enough so wh- what if the call drops and then you go 30 seconds and the caller does not call the called, then the called starts to get anxious because, well, you called me for some reason. So then then next thing you know is you're calling each other at the same time and you end up on each other's voicemail. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can happen. This is a true I, 21st century problem. As somebody that would prefer to you know send me a text message uh-huh. rather than talk on the phone, yeah. Uh, I'm probably just going to sit there and wait for you to call me back. Okay. Well, but then I have that dilemma. Like, I'll be talking to someone and the call will drop. And then I wonder, then they don't call me back. Because if it's me and I called you and I go, nah, we were finished anyway. I'll just, let's move on. There's no sense in doing something else. But then I went, well, were we finished? Is that everything that they needed? So this phone etiquette stuff is just very, very hard. That's why I like text messages. It's hard to drop a text message. By the way, is it okay? I've kind of taken to the rather than the thumbs up or acknowledging. You know, now the thing is you can you can hold the last message mm-hmm. and then give it a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, is that impolite or is that okay? Do you need the independent thumbs up or can it be to the message itself? I don't think either one really matters. Okay, I like. I agree with that. I like the half the ha ha ha. 
Okay. What if you, but, yeah, but. There, there's well, also the thumbs down, too, right. which what I if, like. What if you accidentally get on the other one? What if you what if you meant to give it the old thumbs up and then you or, give or, it the old thumbs down? Maybe my favorite is the exclamation point. Like, really? Did you just say that? <laughs> oh, no, he didn't. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, okay, I'm going to, we don't have time to get into this today, but I'm going to leave this with the missus over there because this is an interesting dilemma. Wife upset after husband upgrades only his ticket for their 12-hour flight. Upgrades to first class? Yeah, business class. Oh, yeah. yeah that's that's, my, that's never going to work. Yeah, but he did it with miles. Um, yeah. Well. They were his miles he had accumulated from travel. Yeah, I don't that's, know the full story. It's rude. I think it's rude. It's terrible. Yeah, you can read the full story over there, but yeah, don't do it. I would, I would, I would advise against it. Uh, on television tonight, CBS has Undercover Boss. The Dennis and Sarah Cook will be watching Welcome to Mamas on the Hallmark Channel tomorrow night. If they stay up late, they can watch John Mulaney host Saturday Night Live. American Idol is back on Sunday, season twenty premiere, and also the season fourteen premiere on Sunday of the Discovery Channel show Naked and Afraid. Hmm. That's what your weekend can look like if you choose. Today's highlight in history. Have you watched that Naked and Afraid show? I don't know who you're talking no. to, but the answer is no. You've not? I've no. seen a preview for it, well, but I've never yeah. consumed In a it. trailer. Oh, but, okay. I see. But yeah. no, I've never watched. All right. Today's highlight in history. This day, 1964, Muhammad Ali, who was then known as Cassius Clay. Mama Colin Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. Became... World heavyweight boxing champion as he defeated Sonny Liston in Miami Beach. U.S. Steel Corporation was incorporated by J.P. Morgan this day in 1901. Oregon became the first state to tax gasoline at one cent per gallon this date in 1919. Birthdays today. Um, former talk show host Sally Jesse Raphael <laughs> is 80 today. Wow. Sally Jesse Raphael. No idea who that is. For, she Are had you the, kidding she me? She had the glasses, the big red <sighs> rimmed glasses. Listen, when I was in high school and I did. Um, What's her name? Uh, Go ahead and admit it. Skip school. Uh-huh. I did. Well, yes, I did skip school. But <laughs> no. So there was a class that we did um, a whole thing. And I yeah. portrayed her. Oh, you portrayed Sally Jesse Raphael. Yes. Do you have the glasses still? Um, I've, I've never no. seen this person. Before. Former professional wrestler Ric Flair is 73 today. Woo. Is that where we say woo? Woo. Yep. Woo. Woo. Jack Handy is 73 today. Deep thoughts by Jack Handy. You'll be thrilled to know Carrot Top is 57 today. Chelsea Handler is 47 today. And Rashida Jones is 46 today. She's probably spending some of her new. Is that a Toyota commercial or is it a Dodge commercial? It's Toyota, I It's think Toyota. It's- I couldn't remember. And, you know, you've kind of missed the mark when I can remember the actors. And I know you're advertising a truck, but I don't know which one. I might have been too preoccupied with um, your production. God, but I've forgotten. Renoir was born in 1841. Uh, artist, dude. Enrico Caruso, world-famous Italian tenor, born in 1873. Zeppo Marx in 1901. Jim Backus, born in 1913. He was the voice of... Mr. Magoo, um, and George Harrison, member of the Fab Four, was born this date in 1943. Yeah, I saw that one this morning. 
George Harrison? Yeah. I know who he is. He's a little bit more famous than the other person. He did My Sweet Lord, yes. My Sweet Lord. That, that's plagiarism. 1959. Lloyd Price, number one, with Stagger Lee. George Harrison's been, what, about 20 years since he died of cancer? Yeah, it was early 2000s. It absolutely was. Let's go to Otis Redding, sitting on the dock of the bay. I'll be sitting when the evening comes, watching the ships yep. roll. November 29th, 2001. And then I'll watch them roll away, away again. Let's move on into the 1970s. 1977. Steve Miller Band. One of the best albums ever. Without a doubt. I mean, note for note, lyric for lyric, start to end, get to the end of the cassette, let it roll over, just play it back the other way. way you might like the Joker a little bit more than this one. but I think it's a perfectly assembled Mm-hmm. Like I can't pick one. To me, it's this, that greatest hits album is a complete work. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. Right? It's just it's, there's not one that I do not like. That's right. They're all different. You can just roll them over. That's right. Yep. Peaches and trees to you. Let's go to uh, 1986. Whitney Houston. How will I know? That takes me back. 1995, Soul for Real. It was actually a number one song, and it's called Candy Rain. I don't know that I've ever heard this before. I don't know that I've ever heard it either. Really? No. Oh, my goodness. I mean, this, I wouldn't, wasn't even bored when this song yeah. came out. This was not on the, the Dave Gormley playlist in the car. 1995, February. Yeah, I'd been, uh, yeah, yeah, been trying to run this place for about a month. Yeah, you yeah. were out of pocket. And I was two years. You were too young. Two years from, from birth. When I know y'all want an ad 808, can you feel that B-A-S-S-S? I'll catch the way you move in 04. Without a doubt, my favorite Outcast song. All right, coverage starts tonight, Sam. What time? 6.40. Go Cougars. Remember, if for whatever reason we have issues K105 Digital Productions, you can always download the K105 app. Oh, and you yeah. can listen to it that way. Android, uh, Apple. And if you don't have uh, an iPhone, you can go to K105.com, listen live. And listen live. and It works just as good. It's, it's, uh, all the Got you covered. Guess what? You can even do it on an old-fashioned radio. You could. 104.9. All right, MB's Pro. Go Cougars. Yes. Um, but I will say, some of the Whitesville people are very nice. Oh, I, listen, yes. out of out of the people that, uh, and again, nothing saying nothing against Butler or Edmondson County. I love going to Whitesville Trinity. They're always very friendly towards us. They're very, they're 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 nice people. They are. Well, they yeah, they treat us well. They do. MB's pearl of wisdom for today: Gray skies are just clouds passing over. Gray skies are just clouds passing over. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here on Monday for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.